0: Welcome to Smart Casual,
1: Images fashion podcast dealing with personal style in a way that speaks to you. Hosted by me, Image fashion director Marie Kelly and me, Sarah Rickard, fashion stylist and creative consultant. Fashion and personal style are about a lot more than the clothes we choose to put on every morning. They're about the world we live in and who we choose to be. There's a lot to talk about when it comes to fashion and we love a chat. Welcome to Smart Casual.
0: Welcome to Smart Casual, everyone. In this episode, myself and Sarah are going to be talking a little bit about sustainability and circular fashion, um, which is kind of in keeping with our guest this week, who is Sonia Reynolds, co-founder of Stable, uh, former model, former marketing guru, and now, um, the, as I say, the co-founder of this incredibly beautiful brand called Stable, which is, I guess, focuses so much on local, handmade, indigenous fabrics. And I guess for me, the brand stable kind of sums up what consumers are looking for today and how we're all beginning to shop. It's a more mindful way of consuming and of shopping. Um, So hence our um, decision to have a little bit of a chat about, um, I guess, the circular fashion economy. Absolutely. Uh, But before that, our fashion highs as always. Sarah?
1: Um, My fashion high this week, uh, I got to style the Peter Mark show and um, basically every year they have an awards and um, they've like 61 stores across Ireland which is quite incredible so instead of doing like the big Wella you know you know the kind of the Wella trophy and the L'Oreal they do their own Peter Mark awards um, just to give all of their uh, employees a chance to kind of shine and all their stylists a chance to shine so it was on in the Burlington on Sunday and it was incredible I mean the absolute talent and these shows are always brilliant there's always such a buzz it's always full of energy and I got to work with the creative team and headed up by Susie Dowling and Chris Devine in Dublin in um on South William Street. So they do all the training there. And they had come up with this concept, kind of, um, it was called architecture. So, yeah. Good name. I like that. Yeah. um, So it was all about kind of hair and texture and using different textures woven into the hair. So then from a styling point of view, I wanted, they didn't want anything kind of flowy or, so I kind of went slightly futuristic with it. I went very um, kind of languid, you know, I let the, the girls' bodies kind of, show, you know, and, and kept it kind of, not minimal, but definitely um, slightly futuristic, v- quite form fitting and sexy. So there's a bit of vinyl in there and holographics and stuff. That so. must have been
0: nice to be able to do something completely, I guess, different yes. to the kind of styling that you usually do.
1: Yes. Totally creative, totally out there and... A bit avant-garde. A bit avant-garde, yes. And like, definitely not things that I would wear, but just that um complemented the the crazy hair, you know, perfectly. And then uh, Christine Lucianano was on uh, faces so on makeup. So she was she did the most amazing um like glitter, full glitter, silver faces wow. and like pink lips and so much fun. We, I know to just really go all out. And for me personally, when I see like even the dresser, no, it wasn't a dresser, but the, the run through with the, the models um, and seeing like the graphics and the lighting and everything, it's just, it gives me such joy. Mm-hmm. Like I want to be doing that production and I have done in the past. You've but, done it beautifully in yeah, the past. Yeah, like this was it was literally just the, the styling side of things. Um, but yeah, I got a little itchy feet. I just wanted to get up there and be like, and you do this and you do that, you know. And I had to keep <laughs> running there. the show. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, that was amazing. It's a big fashion height. Yeah, 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 big fashion mm-hmm. height. What about you?
0: Um, two little fashion highs this week um, one for all of you Strictly Come Dancing fans out there one um my fashion high was seeing Claudia Winkleman in the black tuxedo suit on Sunday night. She's I a seriously ju- cool chick. She is such a cool chick. I love her style. I just thought she looked amazing in it. And the tuxedo suit was from a brand called Me & M, mm. which I, fo- I follow this brand on Instagram. And actually, I did an interview with the founder, Claire Hornby, for Image Magazine a couple of years ago. Really interesting woman. Um, beautiful aesthetic. Um, really um, it, quite like that brand Serena Boot London. Serena Boot London, do you know? the mm. Bo- You should check out both of them, I would really like them. Really great tailoring, um, but with a very sort of contemporary, modern kind of twist. Nice. Um, But I just thought, you know, we're all sort of starting to think about party wear now Mm. and and sort of evening wear, and I just thought... Ways to wear something. Exactly, how to do... A point of difference in how to do sort of grown-up party wear, yeah. and for me, like that tuxedo look, just absolutely nails it. And I thought she looked amazing. And I literally just wanted to go out and buy a tuxedo suits yeah. straight away. And I may, at some point before Tr- Christmas,
1: Trini's a big fan as well, didn't she? Do kind of a capsule collection absolutely. with me and M for she her did. makeup and she's to a compliment. big
0: uh, Trini is a big fan of Serena Brute London oh, that label too. Okay. She wears a lot of their wide leg okay. trousers. I'm sure I've seen them. You probably yeah. have. And that was my my second little high was mm-hmm. actually watching Trini. (laughs) with her Dublin tribe. No, I (laughs) can't believe we missed it. I can't believe we missed it. I'm just, I mean, I was obsessed with her when she was doing What Not To Wear back in the, was that the 90s or the early noughties? No, early noughties. Early wasn't it? So I was was obsessed with her then, um, but I am literally, I have fallen down the rabbit hole of Trini London she's and I'm, I can't get out I don't want to get out No I, uh, she makes, It's her happy place She It is my happy place mm. She's so happy and mm. she's her advice is so good yeah. I watched her go into Massimo Duty. I bet that sequin blazer we had a conversation about in mm-hmm. Massimo Duty mm-hmm. before Trini went near mm-hmm. it I, I imagine there's none left because yeah, yeah, yeah no
1: definitely <laughs> She no, bought I, it herself I, I, and she I styled
0: she styled some of her Dublin tribe in, in that blazer so I think they probably all bought it I
1: haven't had a chance to watch Trini I'm oh. missing out I
0: literally as I was telling Sarah as I was waiting to go into this podcast po- Podcast this morning. I was watching Trinny with her Dublin Tribe, and I was laughing out loud. Mm. I mean, it was fantastic, it's very entertaining. It's very entertaining. It's mm. very feel good, but mm. it's full of real advice. Yes, yeah. it is yeah. full yeah. She's of ticking re- all the boxes She's ticking all the boxes, yeah. and she re- she really understands not just clothes, but a woman's shape, mm. a woman's hair, a woman's facial structure. I mean, I guess that's because she's gone down the makeup route yeah, yeah, now. Yeah. So she really does. She understands head to toe, but
1: frame mind as well. Frame she's mind absolutely. in your brain too, absolutely. making she's you feel so, good. She's such a happy person. Yeah, she.
0: That is my, that is Trini me on Instagram
1: is my happy place yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> Never thought Instagram would be my happy place. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Thank and you, Trinity London. Yeah, and interesting, you said about um, Claudia Winkleman and kind of party wearing people. Th- I was at a... Um, an interior awards last week my sister was nominated she for was an, uh, an How interior designer award uh, which is amazing because she's only six months out on her own but uh, it was wall to wall sparkle wall to wall sparkle <laughs> and I love my sparkle but I kind of wish I'd gone minimal yeah. You know, <laughs> I kind of wish I'd gone in like uh, I don't know uh, a white suit or something just to kind of as a point of difference <laughs> differentiate yourself but yeah. there was one girl there I think her name is Sarah actually she has um a an Instagram account housed by the White Thorns, beautiful, beautiful account, and she stood out because she was wearing sparkle, but in such a beautiful way. So she was wearing this gold dress from Topshop. It was like a tiered gold dress, kind of vampire wife see, mm. um, and looked way more expensive than it was. I had to actually ask her where it was from, and she really stood out because it wasn't sparkle, sparkle, sparkle. You yes. know,
0: yeah. Um, and I think that's the thing—not to get into a party wear podcast, which I'm sure we will do. Yeah. Um, um, but it is really a case of how do you find a point of difference mm-hmm. um, coming up to Christmas, and I think that's why Claudia Winkleman, like you say, yeah. just, just stood out because it was so. You know, Tess uh, Daily does tend to go for the the sparkly, the razzle dazzle, and I mean, she's in, she looks incredible, but um, but but Claudia just pairs it back a mm. bit, and um, not with the eye makeup, not with the eye makeup <laughs> or the fringe. <laughs> she
1: gets away with it though. She does. She just yeah. she just gets away with it a lot. Mm. <laughs> but on to more serious topics. Mm. Not too serious, but yes, serious. Um, Yeah, so we went to a talk a few weeks ago on... Sustainable fashion, and there was an interview. One of the panel members, or panel guests, I should say, uh, was a woman called Carrie Anne Morn, who is was introduced as a circular fashion expert. And at the time, I was kind of like, "Whoa, mm. like that's mm. a big title, you know?" But when she started talking, oh I realised it's a big job. It's a big job, and mm. she totally justified that title. Wow, I mean, she was incredible. Yeah, she was. Um, she was a fountain of knowledge. Mm. She really was, um, and actually, she
0: she is such a master of her subject that you almost couldn't process it all. Yeah, Because yeah. yeah. It, she's the type of person that everything she says has weight and has meaning, so it's almost too much.
1: Exactly, <laughs> you kind of wanted to press pause yeah, on her and, go, and, and yeah, just take yeah, it in. Yeah, can I just think back so on that sentence. What what kind of the the thing that stood out for me is she her aesthetic. Is is very sixties, mm. and so she talked about circular fashion and closing the loop. Um, and she is heading up a, an initiative. Was it with Oxfam or one of the charity shops?
0: It wasn't Oxfam. Do you know? I mm. think was it Enable Ireland. Oh, maybe it was Enable Ireland. I think Ireland. it was Enable yeah. Ireland. Now um,
1: to to make sure that that basically the re-commerce of clothes, so that that clothes that you give to a charity shop are actually sold and then that person then, you know, resells and resells just to keep clothes in the loop for as long as possible without it going to landfill. Um, But... I suppose the cynic in me was like, okay, but there she is and she's absolutely fabulous, but her aesthetic is 60s, you know, and it's quite easy to... To shop vintage. To shop vintage if that's your aesthetic. Yeah. But if your aesthetic is new, by now means, yeah. <laughs> it kind of makes it slightly more different. Having said that, everything she said made perfect sense and I know there has been such a a shift in my mindset with the whole sustainability and I you know you cannot ignore it and it it does maybe it's my age as well or the fact that I don't have that much disposable income but trying to make those smarter choices and I've even started no new November which very uh, impressive at this time of the year very impressive the 12th of November I mean no new January would have been easy it would the have alliteration been. The illustration wasn't. It wouldn't have been there, Sarah. Yeah, there but, there mean, you go. You it's know, for the uh, gram. <laughs> I needed that hashtag. Um, so yeah, day twelve, and yes, I have definitely um, been tempted. But I think what's kind of saving me is I've been working on these projects where I'm actually like borrowing clothes so I kind of get a little bit of that dopamine rush from a little bit of satisfaction yeah Yeah. exactly and then give it back Mm -hmm. which is um, not so great but yeah just trying to make smarter choices when it comes to my wardrobe Um, I was listening to a podcast with um, another circular fashion expert, it seems to be and Aideen would have said this as well about um, Amsterdam, Copenhagen seems to be like at the forefront of this, they have their sustainability it's somewhere. It's the forefront of everything aren't yeah, they well that's They really true. are. Yeah. Um, they seem to be doing it right but she was saying she made, it was a statistic that it, over the last 10 years we're buying 60% more um, clothes and we're using them half as much. Ugh. So it's basically bye bye, discard discard, you know that's like incredible. it is, it's really really shocking and of course, there's so much to it. It is a a really weighty topic and you can't just say, okay, well, you know, buy sustainable because you're still buying. Absolutely. You know, and you can't turn your back on fast fashion because there's so many people involved in that. You know, there's from the cotton farmers to, you know, and even Primark, Pennies, who we would see as being at the forefront of fast fashion and have been for years and years. They've had a sustainability expert, Catherine Stewart, for the last 10 years, um, so we re- there was a, a talk with her recently, and okay, it's still not addressing the fact that they are um producing way too much stuff, but they they are thinking about it there there are changes in place, you know, they're using recycle uh recyclable co- or recycled cotton for. Their genes. They're using. Um, she said there'd be more initiatives, to kind of, uh, to teach people how to take mm. better care. Now what I
0: wonder though is how do they do that without upping the price point? It, that's that's the
1: thing. That's exactly what that, my thought that was. That concerns well. me a little I bit. That
0: yeah, I mean that, that's the only thing. That mm. I mean, you know, there's it, there is a domino effect in in this industry. So if you're using, people
1: can afford mm. to spend more than two euros yeah, on the top. No, well, know? I mean, surely, yeah,
0: that's the thing. And just going back to um, you know, Carrianne Warren and what she was saying and how she's working with the the charity sort of sector as well it reminded me very much of what Mary Portis did in London several years ago I don't know if you remember she went into charity shops around the UK and kind of reinvented them and I always remember her saying um, and it really stuck with me that you know you don't you don't sort of discard your crap to Mm. a charity shop Mm. that's not what they're there for that's Mm. not what you should do you know you you need to you know, approach it like, I guess you would, if you were giving money to a charity, you give them a piece. Right. You give them a piece from your wardrobe that you're, you know, you finished with for whatever reason. Mm. Um, And it's, you know, it's like you're gifting them this piece that they will sell, that they will get a good price for. Mm. And it really stuck with me, that approach of, of, um, you don't just throw a bunch of stuff in a Black bag I and, know, and but then hand to it to the, the, the charity. Of it, shop. How
1: much of it is actually out on the shop floor? How much of it to the staff, you know, like. But then if I the know. staff are paying for it, yeah, you know, yeah.
0: it, it doesn't matter. The money's still going to charity. But yeah. I think you can't really control that no, side of it. No, so you have true. to just give it in good faith. Yeah. yeah. But, um, that really stuck with me and, mm. and, and, and great very much that, that's what I, like I don't give enough money to charity. I don't think anyone feels that they do, but I am very good in terms of what I give to charity shops. I give good pieces that for whatever reason I've kind of moved yeah. on from and yeah. that's something I really enjoy doing. Um, and I think that's a really um, important part of this circular economy now you know, Um, but also, you know, on just this whole idea of fast fashion and high street and all of that, I think it is not reasonable to think that women are going to turn their backs on the high street, Mm -hmm. nor should they Mm -hmm. because there's huge economic consequences to that as Mm -hmm. well and the high street is full of really great clothes, you know, but I think it is about managing how you shop the high street, choosing better from the high street, avoiding the really cheap and nasty stuff that you know is doing no one any good in terms of, like, um, the
1: people in that production process or that that retail system. Yeah, so those kind of um, synthetic fabrics and stuff, like if you could avoid those. And actually, uh, Carrie-Anne mentioned, um, oh, I'm going to say, well, it was was a product called a guppy bag that you can put in your synthetic fabrics into it and use it in the washing machine because apparently... Um, wash machines aren't equipped for whatever the there's little right, yes. balls of plastic that are actually yes. in these viscose and polyester fabrics that that leak through your wash machine and go out then into the, into yeah, the, into the environment, environment yeah. and they are causing such damage. So that was a major takeaway for me to actually buy a guppy bag. It's on my list. I haven't done it yet, but I'm also trying to wash my clothes less. Mm, you that's know, a really good takeaway, and especially with. The boys as well, like you know, I'm washing stuff constantly because they actually get dirt and whatever. Whereas, you know, you can get a few days out of your jeans, you can get a few days out of your jumpers. Absolutely, I um, a friend of mine, or
0: sort of, you know, some a a woman I know, um, reasonably well. She goes to a personal shopper, um, in one of the big department stores, and that personal shopper told her that you don't wash expensive knitwear. You wear something beneath it Mm. so that there's a barrier Mm -hmm. between the beautiful expensive knitwear and obviously your perspiration I guess at the end of the day Um, and I thought that was a really interesting um, point to me because you know we get hung up on you know like you say, like washing everything good. and smelling good. And, <laughs> and even, I oh God, I read the slight aside, but I read something there the other day, uh, I think it was in the Sunday Times Style magazine, they had a hair special about how this idea of washing your hair every day is ridiculous. I wash
1: you know, my hair every you, single I day. I don't,
0: no, I don't shampoo it every day because it would just, mine would drive, mine's always better the second day, but mm. that's a slight aside anyway. Yeah, But just on, on again, going back to what, what our topic of today, Interestingly, at that same event that you and I uh, were at where Carrie-Anne Moran to- was talking, we met this incredible woman called Liz current isn't No, no, it? no, no Liz about...
1: Backlare, Sorry, Her, her um, company the is The current, current Global. Global. Yeah. So
0: her company is The Current Global and uh, she gave an incredible talk. She is, she's literally at the forefront of tech. She's at the forefront of retail, retail. Yeah. And, and even media in terms of how we're consuming and what the future is. I mean, like, she was incredible, but and and that was difficult to process.
1: It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was
0: so forward yeah. thinking. I mean, yeah. she, and she was it was a, te- it was quite tech.
1: It was quite the well, best, yeah. um, she was
0: talking an awful lot about augmented reality, mm. which I still haven't quite got my head around. No. Although, although she was such a good speaker, you definitely got a strong sense of where we were going. Yeah, she, she was absolutely brilliant, and Sarah and I both chatted to her after her talk, and she she was amazing, really interesting woman to talk to, and very friendly and very yeah. receptive to us. But we we both follow her on Instagram now, and we follow the Current Global, and there's a really. In- interesting statistic on the current global's instagram feed which um says that by 2023 the resale market which is the sort of i guess hiring um, yeah, renting renting, and renting and fashion libraries
1: exactly yeah.
0: will be worth 51 billion dollars yeah, with twi- 26% of shoppers buying secondhand luxury which is pretty phenomenal and I must admit I haven't now you know I'm not an early adopter let's be honest mm-hmm. but I haven't got my head around that idea of renting clothes well
1: a Vestiaire like Brian Thomas actually had a, pop, a Vestiaire pop up that's right there's another so one I think yeah mm-hmm. there's another one coming there's, soon and so, actually they're
0: in the Marvel room the ah, Vestiaire are in the they? room yeah. oh I didn't
1: yeah. realise that yeah. okay yeah so you know if these big luxury brands are tapping into it you know that it's yeah I, th- a I think
0: it's funny I I I can't imagine renting a piece of clothing and then giving it back. Mm. And I don't know if that's an age thing as well. I think there's a younger generation who are much more engaged with Instagram. Yeah. You know, whereby you wear an outfit this and be it, the norm. it oh, kind yeah, of that, yeah, it's, it's done. kind of done. Yeah, you know, yeah. I I don't feel like that. And you that, don't feel like that. That's not sustainable. No, it isn't. But so I guess if you're gonna do that, yeah. then yes.
1: Yeah, hire well, the, the clothes. Well, I worked in Covet for a few years, which would have been the first. Um, it was, yeah, it was really revolutionary. Yeah. yeah, so Suzanne Horkin, um set that up. She went actually from marketing in Brown Thomas. Um, and. It was a massive, but well, it still is. It's massive success. Um, renting dresses, uh, evening wear mainly. But these fashion libraries, this move on from that is actually, you can rent whatever. You can rent, you know, a pair of hiking boots. Or a bag you can rent, or whatever. Yeah, no, but even, you know, um, like just an amazing Celine jacket that mm. you just want to wear yeah. to something and give back. The The flip side of that is there's obviously costs with transport, dry cleaning, you know, so yes. you have to see what impact there is environmentally in other ways. Yeah. And there is, there yeah. obviously is going to be, but it's just uh, really interesting. Like there's a few of them in the UK, these fashion libraries that you can go and try on stuff. But even from a kind of a social, like I think... Maybe we should try and set one up like a kind of a swap shop or mm. like a morning with, you know, other creatives that you can kind of dip into their wardrobe and yeah. try on stuff and Yeah, it's actually um Kira Elliott, the yeah, I follow her on Instagram. Yeah, She's fantastic. she does fashion reboots. That's right. Over she, in the does, UK. she does. She does. I meant yeah. to get in touch there actually to see if she'd be interested in hosting one over here because yeah. I think there'd be a, a massive appetite for that. And I think that's a slightly different
0: thing as well when everybody, like you say, you don't have all those transport costs that mm. the Fashion Library mm-hmm. has because part of me wonders what, when you bring up all of those kind of costs and um, negative kind of aspects in terms of the impact on the environment. I go back to, but, you know, why don't we just save up, buy the thing and wear it again and again and love it forever?
1: Because you ha- you've got a different mindset to the mainstream yeah. me, you know, like... Do you not feel like that? Uh, yes, I feel like that, but I, I have impulses. I get such a dopamine rush from buying that new thing because it's new and because I'm... You know, the industry tells me that I'm only good enough if I buy those, you know, new boots or that yeah. new jacket I or mean, whatever. I'm not, I, you know, I'm not immune to that. No,
0: you're definitely not immune it's to a, a pair point. of Zara boots sitting in the office waiting for me.
1: Oh, <laughs> will see, yeah. No, no, and Zara, I don't, I, I, I think unbelievably i think zara is like still rising above despite all of this that's going on i don't know i don't think they're a particularly sustainable brands no they're I not i i don't know i f- i feel like they're not as um
0: popular i feel like it's not as popular a brand anymore i certainly I go know. into the stores and i don't enjoy being in the stores and i don't mm. think no the God, edit it's in, horrendous. I, I don't think the edit in the stores is particularly good it, it they get me online though Zara yeah. gets me online because it's so well styled. Yeah, the pieces are so so well, well styled. Well, some of it
1: is a bit like what? But um, yeah, a lot
0: of it's really well. Their choice style, of though. models is a bit. Yeah, but I think I, I I like the pieces that, look really expensive. The pieces look mm. very editorial mm. and and very strong mm. and and so they do get me a little bit online, but mm. um, but, but certainly their staff not in store. And their
1: customer service and everything involved with walking into a Zara shop is hell on earth. I was it's there on. Yeah, Sunday calling. morning, and the queue was like nearly back to Mm. the door. See, I would just walk out. I wouldn't be bothered. Yeah.
0: You know, Mm. but I guess, yeah, I just come back to this idea of, you know, yes, I can rent a Celine jacket, but if I wear that Celine jacket and feel fabulous in it, I want to recreate don't that. I, I'll, give it back, you know, I, yeah. yeah, I will still, I will feel fabulous in it. if it's the right piece. I will feel fabulous in it again and again. Mm. So I
1: would feel sad having to give it back. Yeah, but so you, like that, your frame of mind is brilliant, and I, I am learning a lot from you. I really am with regards to just you know this kind of fast fashion fad that I've been going through my whole life. Um, but you know, you do really think about things. You don't mm. like. You know, you've yeah, I been do. I do think about thinking about a pair year. of boots for the last yeah. two months, and you haven't you haven't <laughs> yeah. made the purchase yet. Yes. You know, yeah. And I think that is the way we all need to be. It's it's back. It comes back to the consumer. You know, mm. it's we have and to I, do the hard work. I think and, also what what happens as
0: well for me is that I don't want clutter in my yeah, home. Yeah. And clothes that I have no value to me in terms of wearability mm-hmm. become clutter, and they. That I don't, you know, and I'm definitely like that with shoes as well. You know, women have this reputation for like, you know, amassing hundreds of pairs of shoes. Um, I don't. I hope Connor I, isn't I, listening. I, <laughs> I, I my nickname is. is the centipede. <laughs> I just can't bear having shoes cluttering up my room if I'm never going to wear them. I have to be able to I wear know. shoes and boots. It's really important. I want, I, I need. I'm very I'm very practical. I've always mm-hmm. been very practical mm-hmm. when it comes to clothes. It's about wearing them and how they make me feel. It's not about having them there.
1: Because uh, if I, I
0: just have them there
1: and I don't wear them, that's pointless. I know. So how do you help people like me who are about having having the piece hanging there? And sorry, I I know like that's what I'm saying. I'm learning so much from you because I my mindset has got to change because it's just ridiculous at this point to have stuff that doesn't even suit me. Just I see. I can't it. imagine because obviously every time I see you, you I'm know, wearing the same stuff. No,
0: <laughs> so not. But everything's you know everything you wear suits you. Look great all the time. So I can't imagine stuff hanging in your wardrobe. And obviously I haven't you know mm. seen your wardrobe. So I can't imagine that the stuff in there that I would look at and go, oh my god, why did Sarah buy that? Mm. Because you know to me you always present yourself perfectly.
1: Oh, but thank obviously you. I when I do agree. finally
0: make it out to yeah, we're Toes,
1: it's happening, guys. In 2020,
0: I will have my nose in your wardrobe. <laughs> and on, on that note, I guess we need to move on to um, the lovely Sonia Reynolds, and um, who I'll be chatting to next. The Kildare Village private sale is now on until the 17th of November with an extra 20% off at selected boutiques. So I'm thrilled to have Sonia Reynolds here with me today on Smart Casual, um, co-founder of Stable, an absolutely exquisite store that you're probably all familiar with in the Westbury Mall. Welcome, Sonia. Thank you very much. Thank you. Sonia, I wanted to start off with Stable because it's been such a success story. Um, four years, I think, it's been going, is that right? Uh,
2: three years. Three with years with the store, was yeah. With the yeah, store. Yeah.
0: Um, I remember you coming into Image, I think it was 2015, yes, with, with yeah. some products to that, show absolutely, us. Absolutely, um, yeah. And, that's a very small space of time, really, and I feel like you came along with the right product, the right brand at the right time. Thank you. Was stable um, something that you and Francine had um, thought about for a long time, or was it sort of an overnight Eureka moment?
2: Well, it's like anything. There's no such thing as an overnight. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and like you said, we went into fifteen, but we had been. Um, you know, talking through like our poor families were just every time we mentioned Stable was our sort of working title mm. and uh so every time we mentioned it, they were just rolling their eyes and it was just, you know, not stable again. Just do it. Um but, you know, um, you know, we, we were you know, we come from a background in the fashion business and PR and marketing and, you know, I had worked with a lot of brands over the years. So um, you know, I was fortunate you know, it's the outliers, you know. It's fortunate enough to be able to sort of work with these people and from from that um, sort of identify maybe a gap in the market that I felt, and Francie felt, was there. Um, and, you know, from that, that's what stable, how Stable was born. Maybe, you know, it could be a frustration of see, not seeing the right things. However, there's there's room there for everyone. And um, we just thought, um, well, let's do it in a very classic um, classic manner, and also be able to, a uh, great way to sort of celebrate all these Irish crafts. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it coincided, coincidentally, it coincided with this huge movement of, of craft. And um, as we've always said, craft is a luxury. It's become a luxury. Mm-hmm. And I don't use that lightly. I know luxury is a word that's used now, you know, so flippantly, yeah. you know, um, I saw something recently called Lean Luxury. Anyhow, that's another conversation. Interesting. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, um, But, anyhow, uh, back to your um, question. Um, So, the thing was, we had, I had, you know, I'd created with Showcase and the Irish Craft Council, and um, over the years, and like I said, because I've been in the industry, I had access to these people. But going, moving into this new, you know, opening up a new brand, effectively, starting from scratch. we had to sort of meet the cross people and 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 various manufacturers and build faith with them also and trust, because don't forget twenty fifteen was post the recession so, you know there had been no stone left unturned at that stage as well so people were apprehensive as well, um so um, but you know we had were working with linen suppliers and um they were saying, they had just been burnt by. You know our customers, and a lot of customers that, and they were like, we're just we're just not going there with, any, you know, just not going there with our clients. So um, we had to build that trust with them, um, and we, you know, and we put our money where our mouth was, and that wasn't a lot of money either. Do you know what I mean? In the context was, um, we had set the business up ourselves. And um, we'd started from scratch. So we invested and that was very important. And for anyone doing anything like that as well, in any business, it's important to invest in If you believe in it, you've got to invest in it. So we invested in the fabric and we paid for it in time and we turned that into product. And then from that, that grew. And, and here we are in you know, 2019 and we're their biggest Irish customer
0: it's it it's yeah. an even just listening to you talk about it there it's it's an even bigger success story than I even suggested at the beginning of this podcast because building up that sort of trust and faith is Sorry. enormous from you know small manufacturers small suppliers who have been badly burned i yeah. mean that's um that's a huge achievement,
2: yeah, and they are sure renowned in in the business of manufacturing for being dreadful dreadful pairs um so so you had the manufacturing side of it, um, and you know these manufacturers are um, they 're exporting all over the world as well um, they 're very much they 're in the trade and they work with the trade they don 't they 're not directly working with the consumer so with with that then um, so like you know the larger manufacturers and then the smaller craftspeople and you know what 's so fantastic about it is we go on the road. Love being on the road. That's our sort of. We had a road trip days. It, it's really funny you say that because <laughs> literally my
0: next question or my next reference is about your road trips. Yeah. Because I follow Stable on Instagram and I love seeing your Insta stories. I love watching your road trips. And to me, it looks like this this brand Stable and this this you know this career that you have now is so enriching you know, to your okay. life, because yeah. I, 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 well, I, I watch the Instagram stories and I think, God, how fabulous that that's your work, that's your life, is heading out on the road together, meeting these incredible, creative, local yeah. artisans. It's magical. I mean, it looks magical. Like, it's magical. hard work. Like, you know,
2: we're, um, we're on the road. Um, but, you know, that's very important. Back to investing. We know everyone that we work with. We started with one, we started with one weaver. Um, And we now have just over 30 different suppliers. And that's all, you know, within Ireland, like even the fillers and our cushions are made here in Ireland as well through a family business in the Midlands. Um, So, you know, it's genuine. But, you know, of course, we love meeting people and absolutely adore what we do. Um, But it is it's hard work. Mm. But it's it's so rewarding Mm. because, you know, we head off. We could be in Donegal up and down in a day. Um, you know because it's just there is just the two of us and our team are building but um what we, we, we go up and um, we meet them we meet the um, the weavers or we meet the manufacturers and from that it's like okay this is what we're going to do and you walk away from that each time really excited yeah. um, of what we're doing and also all our craftspeople are really excited as well because sometimes we're pushing the boundaries as well mm-hmm. you know because it's a case of the talent is there and sometimes you just need to be able to steer it in a particular sure. direction.
0: Sure, there's a great energy to the brand by the oh, sounds of it I think just yeah. um, hearing you talk and, and hearing you speak about those individuals that you work with um, and I think that's kind of rare isn't it these days I think to, to just that sort of complete enthusiasm and love for the brand.
2: Yeah, well Love the country as well, you know? yeah. So any any excuse to go on the road, um, <laughs> and actually, it's probably the time where Francie and myself, um, it's probably the time we do a lot of work. You know, it's it's very inspiring. Uh, I'd say it's great for generating
0: yeah, ideas. Absolutely, yeah. yeah.
2: You know, I'd say if anyone else was in the car with us, they'd be bored silly <laughs> um, or entertain I don't know, <laughs> but we've been known to
0: take a few people with us. Yeah. <laughs> can can to help ourselves. Um, going back in time a little bit Sonia, it's th- what you do now um, stable is, is so different from how you started off in the fashion industry and of course you were a model back in the late 80s early 90s. Yeah. Um and it's funny uh, every now and then I have the opportunity to look through the image archive and right, um, material. <laughs> it's it's fantastic you know those old issues from yeah. the 80s and 90s and there's and and you you know you're in the sort of party pages, as we call them, looking incredible, <laughs> looking incredible. Um, and it looked like a really terrific era. And I know we think back to, you know, the 80s and in, in Dublin as being like sort of um, very bleak and very depressing, but it is. Int- I always find it really interesting to look back over those pages from that you know, late 80s, early 90s when, you know, in theory, Dublin wasn't like a great place, but you all looked so fabulous and it looked youth. like there was an awful lot. Yeah. Yeah, endlessly forgiving. It looked like there was an awful lot going on in yeah, the city. well,
2: I came to Dublin in... Um, I'm originally from the north, so I came to Dublin in the late 80s, not knowing anyone here. And um, it was bleak. It was different, but it was bleak. Mm. Um, coming from the north, that's rich. But um, <laughs> but it was uh, bleak. But, you know, coming out of a recession as well. And I, I don't mean to be morbid about, about that either. But, you know, from that... Um, there were these, there's a, of course, I was only sort of nineteen, twenty. So you're oblivion, oblivious to any sort of recession. Do you know what I mean? It's me, myself and I. But I, you know, I was following my dream. I knew what I wanted to do. And I thought, you know, so you've got this energy and you're meeting like, like minded, you yeah, know. Sure. Yeah. So there was a, um, you know, we had great manufacturing here in Ireland. We had great manufacturing in Dublin as well. Um, and even to this day, a lot of the suppliers we're working with we would have known from way back then and you know some some um, of the designers are no longer sadly are no longer with us but with that passage of time there was this wonderful energy so you had this little micro economy that was mm-hmm. happening and you know you had the the pink elephant and all this and lilies and everything and you had the whole music industry here so it was a very it was tight and it seemed glamorous but yeah. you know everyone's working like day and night but yeah. you know they were working at what they loved, you know. So, you know, the same thing has happened again and will continue to happen, you know. So sure and funny, we went to an event um recently, um the um the Ark event that Helen yes. Cody hosted, which was absolutely amazing. And that reminded me that was my first impression when I walked in. It reminded me of a party, you know, or a yes. fashion event from the nineties because um People were genuinely talking to each other. There was no sort of taking photographs and selfies and all that. And again, possibly showing my age, you know, I, I have to deal with digital as well. But people were engaging mm. and they they looked fantastic and they were genuinely interested. And it was just a really great atmosphere. And I, it just sort of brought me back to then, you know. Oh, so, nice.
0: yeah, it was really, really, really fantastic. And did you come down from the north with your, you know, mindset on modelling? Was that what you wanted to do or did you fall into it?
2: Um, well, I was coming down. I'd just finished school, and I was coming down. I'd been scouted, so I was coming down, and um, Rebecca Morgan um, had um, taken me on. So I came down to Rebecca. But I, so I, I didn't really work much during the summer. I was sort of hanging out here and things like this. You know, this big bad world, um, all doughy eyed And um, then from that, I started working, and I went straight to New York. Then, and from that. I did the circuit. I just thought, you know what? I was terrified going to New York. I'd been, but to be there on my own was something else. But I went off and um, met a whole crew of people there. A lot of Irish as well. Um, but again, we were all nineteen, you know, twenties and everything else. So I thought, if I'm going to do this, I have to. I just have to do it. So I'd go traveling on my own. I'd go to Japan, um, London, Germany, Spain, wow. everywhere. Like I did the circuit very brave yeah but I just thought if I'm going to do it I have to do it, right. to do it yeah and you sort of park your you don't park your friends but you know you, you have different time and all that but um, yeah it was very exciting. Mm. but you just it had to be done it's probably a sort of an ethos as well you know you just if you're going to do it just, just, just do it
0: throw yourself and if it
2: works it. great and if not okay well you know go and do something nothing, else nothing yeah. nothing yeah, nothing, it's venture, all about nothing games experience, kind of thing. I think that's mm. really really mm. important mm. you know um and then you know from that i'm sort of laughing at you saying about the the glamour of it i was selling ireland i wore every <laughs> piece of knitwear that you can possibly <laughs> think that was ever knit. <laughs>
0: so i was just gonna so, ask yeah. you what
2: kind of brand you worked
0: with <laughs> yeah back then. you know
2: in ireland i am you know so i was sort of long red hair freckles and all this so um which was sort of what everyone would have the Quintessential
0: thought. Irish beauty. Yeah.
2: Uh, that and you've you know, the, the actual look really is black hair, white skin and green eyes. But um so we so I'd do whether it was tweeds or knitwear, and that's how I got to meet a lot of people. You know, there was the good, there was the bad and there was the ugly. Sure. And then um and the same even from what you know, I I would have done work that it didn't matter if I was Irish or what it was more the sort of look that I would have had at the time would suit those particular clients. But um so it's ironic so to me now at this stage it's almost like it's come full circle so I'm still selling Ireland you know yeah um, and it's it's quite serendipitous
0: really in a way that you worked specifically with those kinds of brands because that's exactly what you um, promote and um, yeah so
2: I saw what's happening over the past 30 years Mm. really Mm. you know very Definitely serendipitous.
0: Like. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Sonia, so you walked for Joanne Hines there about two years ago, wasn't yeah. it? In her show for Dunn yes. stores. How did that feel to be on the catwalk again, so to speak? Not that there was an actual catwalk. Other walk, than but bringing
2: still. up the average age. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, it was, it was fun. I was delighted. You know, Joanne and I go back a long time. Um, when I finished modelling, I worked with a lot of brands and a lot of young designers. And Joanne being one of those designers, um, I just thought she was, and think she's one of the most talented. Um, She's got a unique style and um, something I think is fantastic to see. Um, So Joanne had asked me and I, well, she told me. So (laughs) (laughs) I was a little bit apprehensive uh, because I hadn't done something like that for a while. However, I did love... Shows are my thing. Mm-hmm. I, I love doing shows. Um, but I'd also hurt my knees. So I was sort of limping around. So I was a little bit apprehensive as well. So, uh, but those, it was, it
0: was You practical. were fabulous. And I would never have known uh, you'd, yeah, you'd hurt your yeah. knee.
2: I felt like one of those, you know, the swans where it's all sort of really calm up here and the legs. And well, the it, de- it really. definitely looked very calm. <laughs> definitely. You were fabulous. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Um, you're an incredibly stylish woman, obviously, and always have Thank you. been. Um, and you have a really effortless style. I think to me, anyway, it, it always looks very effortless and never over curated or never as if you sort of think too hard in the mornings, mm-hmm. which I think is uh, kind of incredible and what most women covet. Um, have you always been inherently stylish? You know, do you remember as a child kind of instinctively sort of understanding and clothes and how they worked, or was that something you kind of developed through the years as a model?
2: I think my mum was a huge influence mm. on that. Um, she was, you know, and is was very stylish. And she... Um, so I, I always had an interest in fashion, but I didn't follow fashion. Mm. So um, I never followed trends. Um, personally, I couldn't understand it, even though I ended up going into the business, but I just couldn't. Um, I, I'd like to see individuals, and even to this day, it's just... You know, and whether you like the style or you don't, I just really admire it, and because um, it's just it would be a very boring place if everyone dressed exactly the same. the same. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I personally, you know, and thank you very much for your very kind compliment. But all true. um Thank you, but it's um, it's just I hate to see, and I find it more and more I hate to see, uh, people that are sort of the clothes are wearing them rather mm. than them wearing the clothes. Do you know what I mean? And I understand as you go through a, a stage of, like, um, you know, we've all done it at times, it's good and bad days, let's face it. But um, I think once, you know, once you find what suits you and you're comfortable in it, um, and this is the same for guys as well, you you can tell. So they might wear the same thing all the time, but it's how they, It's I always feel it's how you wear it. Mm. Um, and whether you like that style on someone else or not, but it's how they work. And I think that's and how they carry themselves mm. as
0: well. Do you think I do think that's something that does come with age, though, that just inherent understanding of, yes, this works for me. And although I can look at you or look at, you know, one of my very good friends and absolutely love the way both of you dress, it's not necessarily going to work on me. And, mm. and just that confidence in knowing What does work on you?
2: We've kissed a few frogs. Do you
0: know what I mean? So, (laughs) um, you know, so, and that's the fun of it. Like, you know, we talk
2: about fashion and, you know, what what is fashion? It's a way of life, is it the clothes? You know, there's so many elements to it. And um, sometimes you can be sort of very serious about mm-hmm. it. It is a serious business, of course. Um, but, you know, clothes can be fun. You I know? totally agree. I think, I think there think sometimes has to be a fun side. I think people take it yeah. too serious. I know. know for thinking.
0: I think uh, sometimes I do think like as long as you feel great when you leave the house in yeah. the morning, you know what? Yeah. That's actually the most important yeah. thing. And some
2: people dress the way they dress and, you know, they might wear loads of makeup. But that's their thing because mm-hmm. that's their face, you know. So yeah. that's OK, yeah. you know.
0: Yeah, and so we all need. We yeah, yeah, we all need something different Absolutely. in the mornings to yeah. get us up and you know yeah. get us out the door yeah. and to make us feel like our best self. Yeah, and I love.
2: Indi- I just love individuality. Mm.
0: Um, do you see a lot of that in Dublin these days? Do you
2: feel? I see a bit. I could
0: See Not more. enough. What you say? Not enough. Yeah. Yeah. What cities do you love to go to for that sort of people watching, fashion watching? Um, I think New York is always 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 fun. Uh,
2: london is great for that mm-hmm. um but you know actually when you travel the cities as well what's interesting to see they also have their their look you know um so um but yeah london and new york of recent but I, you know I'd, I'd love to go travel further and, and see what's else is out that so yeah, yeah because yeah. it is there's a lot very similar no matter where you go mm-hmm. so you're actually looking out for those individuals who are going to entertain you shall we say. Absolutely yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah for
0: sure. Yeah. Um, I've obviously read quite a bit about you sort of through the years Sonia and it, it would seem to me that you have a um, you know as much of an interest in art and um, design as you do fashion. Mm. Do you think your, your aesthetic is the sort of the, the same throughout those disciplines? Does your aesthetic marry throughout those three areas do you think or would you have quite a sort of a... You know, because you're very, I think your style is quite pared back and mm. understated. Would you approach sort of art, furniture, design in that way? Or do you like sort of bold, colourful art? Or is it a big mix? It's a big
2: mix. Yes. <laughs> There's no sort of rhyme reason. And it's just, um, I do love colour. Mm. Um, so, and I think particularly in, say, in interiors and in art, it's really what sort of catches your eye and, and where it's going to um, where it's going to fit and how it's going to fit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And again, if it works, great. And if it not doesn't, we can move it on. Happy you know? days. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you have any particular Irish artists that you favour?
2: Um, well, as you know, I'm a huge fan of uh, Pat Scott. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I, I'm loving what Googie's doing at the minute. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. i really loving it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know he's back and he's going to be doing an exhibition in December. Um, so I... Again, and his work would be very pared back, but you know, I quite like that. And then you got Jalad as well, which again is very colourful. And I know no longer with us. And what about favourite clothing brands? Mm.
0: Anything, any anything you're particularly like international and Irish? Anyone you're particularly drawn to?
2: Um, I love, I love Jason Norton, mm. and I love Marnie. And you know, I. I do this test with myself where I sort of just see images and I don't know who the designers are or whatever Mm -hmm. and needless to say, (laughs) there's a consistency there. (laughs) Um, You know, um, and like I said, I love what Joanne's doing. Um, um, You know, it may not suit me at the moment or whatever,
0: but, you know, it doesn't mean... I can't admire it I mm. love it I think with Joanne's collections I find um, you know you might pick one or two pieces Absolutely, out of yeah. each one or there right. might be one collection that maybe doesn't work for you but then the next collection yeah. they'll be like but that's like,
2: your pop and your yeah. order. do you
0: know what I mean so it is sometimes
2: it? Um, you know what what designers are doing are, are creating a, a, a picture and sometimes people can't see that so it's just if you can pull that out and it might it could be the tights it could mm. be the socks it could mm. be the skirt what, you know and see how that works for you do you know what I mean and that's the fun of it you yeah. know and there's so much fun in Joanne's uh, so designs. Much
0: fun. Yeah, like yeah. so much fun, and I think it's she really filled a gap. I think in mm-hmm. the market here in yeah, terms yeah. of what she offers. Yeah, you know, absolutely inspiring. Um so, Sonia, going full circle back to Stable as we yes, as we draw you. to a close. Um, it seems to me that Stable would be you know the ideal brand to take global. You know, I mean, I I can see you know you can just see it being embraced. Um, in any, in Japan, in New York, in mm-hmm. anywhere in the world. Is that something, you know, do you see stable getting bigger, going global, or or is it something that you want to keep sort of small, organic? Well, we have the one store and mm-hmm.
2: we're online. But, you know, when we started, it was, the model was um, pop-ups mm-hmm. and online, and then the pop-up became permanent. Yeah. <laughs> and all the energy went into that. So, um, but what we've had a very fortunate um, opportunities to meet our customers. And I think regardless of what you do, that's really, really important because you're getting, you're not only meeting them, but you're getting direct feedback. And it's been really encouraging. It is a beautiful, beautiful, there are beautiful products there. And it's great to see um customers from all over the world,
0: like we ship all over the world. Now. And you must get um, a huge variety of Such nationalities variety. into the store. Like,
2: funny joke, and not to keep going on, but there's a... um We have a scarf called our Column Farrell, and it's a stripy linen scarf. And um, so what's happened is I've customers coming in, male and female, and, you know, we get chatting to them and everything else, and um, they'll go, oh, they're in design. So they're mostly architects or whatever. So, so much to the stage. I had a South American guy arrived in about two weeks ago, and he goes for the scarf. And I said, do you mind me asking, are you um, a designer? He goes, um, well, you could say that, but uh, are you an architect? And um, he goes, how did you know? And I went, I just wanted to let you know. Seventy percent seventy percent of the customers who go for that particular scarf are architects. How funny. Uh, It's funny. So (laughs) it's really, really interesting. It's very inspiring.
0: You know your customer, obviously. Yeah, I
2: know it's fantastic. Um and we sort of advise them where to go and everything and we get very excited. I think Franny and I I don't know how many times we're that close to sort of shut the door and going on the road with our customers. (laughs) Um but um no so you know back to your question, um we have a global audience. And would we like to build a stable further as a brand? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, well, look, best yeah, of luck with so this. It. No, it's, it's such support. an exquisite
0: brand and thank you. Um, and we love it at Image. Um, thank you. We really do. So um, thanks so much for thank coming in. Thank you so it's much. Been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. This episode of Smart Casual was brought to you in collaboration with Kildare Village. Thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, make sure to rate, review and subscribe to us on SoundCloud, iTunes and Spotify.